Well, welcome back to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity beyond Homo sapiens, which we call Homo spiritus. By practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try en masse. That one thing is the connection to the higher self part of our true self anatomy that people call by various different names. Our prime directive above all else is to make and constantly return to taut connection day in and day out and breath in and breath out as our first step in dealing with everything in our daily life, rather than viewing problems as things we can solve separately from taut. And in this episode, which is called A Conversation About Free Will, Fate, and Destiny, a taut perspective, we'll explore what each of these things are and how they interact, including whether free will exists. And if it does, what it is and isn't, what we do and don't have free will about, and how to place your free will in service to the one thing. That sounds like a yummy conversation to me. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So we, we thought we would, um, talk about the definition of free will uh, according to kind of like our taught perspective, which is, and then we'll talk about the definitions of fate and destiny and all that, like David said. But we, um, you know, in our huddle, when we put together these podcasts and what we know to be true from living it over our years is that the highest and best use of our free will as a human being is to continuously bring ourselves back to our constant connection with our higher self or our higher presence. And we'll talk in just a minute about, you know, what what that looks like, what higher presence actually is. Um, And also to yield to it. So this is, this is like, first we connect and then we yield. We, 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 um, you know, we, we hear, uh, what's the word, when you get gui- we hear guidance and, you know, we hear ins- inspirations and insights. We might not hear them, but we, we, we're, we're moved into that direction and that's the yielding to higher presence. And the way I understand higher presence, because I, I understand that when we say higher presence, there might not be a category for some people. And the way I sort of well, it isn't just the way I think about it. It's the what it's what I know in my being, which is that a presence is an essence and an energy and a life force that's bigger than what we know ourselves to be, right? It's connected to the field, the quantum field of the universe. You know, we have these words that we use for that which is beyond us, right? And it also includes us, our, our higher presence. And it's actually housed in our heart. This is now where the wisdom of Chinese medicine comes in and other, you know, wisdom lineages too. And so in our heart, our heart is like a house where love, wisdom, and power get to be expanded upon our spiritual path. And I'm not talking about power, like power over. I'm talking about right action, right activity. And we only have access to this presence in the in the moment, in the present moment. And this is where Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, is so brilliant because it really, it really brings that point home. So that's how. So the right use of will, just to recap, is 
the constant coming back to connection with our higher presence and yielding to it because it's very smart. <laughs> and I understand higher presence almost identically to you. I just would summarize it in my wording as consciousness that's infused with higher love, wisdom, and power, which you just finished covering and unpacking. Yes, and Chinese medicine talks about our heart is the seat of consciousness. So, it, you know, we're using different words to say the same thing. Yes, as is so often the case with different wisdom traditions around the world. And just as a, a side piece, I think that's so important for all of us who are really committed to, to higher consciousness and higher spirituality, for us to never lose sight of the fact that perennial wisdom is expressed in different ways, in different language uh, languages. I don't mean like French and German and Japanese, but in different metaphors and different ways of conceptually wording perennial wisdom around the world and to not lose the forest for the trees because these universal principles are infused into all of these traditions, even though named in different ways. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And we'd also like to just uh, frame, uh, before we get into you know content, so to speak, that we do have, we are aware that there are two levels of free will. Um, and one is just the basic choices we make all day, every day. What color underwear am I going to wear? What will I have for breakfast? Which way will I drive to the grocery store? How will I choose to speak to my coworker today? You know, like there's all these kinds of choices that we have available to us all day, every day, and we're making them, right? And then the other is what, what our higher will how as we connect to our higher will and make choices um what do, what is the difference there so we'll be talking about that yeah and the other thing we want to say at the front end is that it's been our experience and certainly it's been my experience that a lot of arguments about the existence or absence of free will, not all of the arguments, but a lot of those arguments are actually about unrecognized differences in how free will is being defined and less so oftentimes about whether or not free will exists. And we're hoping in this episode to offer some framings around free will that that bridge that seeming divide between yes, there is and no, there isn't free will. And where we'll go from there is into a dictionary definition of free will, which is the development of events beyond a person's control uh, regarded as determined by a supernatural power that is beyond current scientific understanding. So, um, that's not a definition of free will, actually, as I'm looking at that. That's a definition of fate. Oh, yeah, we, that, that is a definition of fate, honey. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. So the, the, let me say it again, because I, I said it wrong the first time. Uh, I misidentified it as, as free will and then realized this is a definition of fate. So I'll repeat it. Fate is defined as the definition as the development of events beyond a person's control regarded as determined by a supernatural power 
meaning a power that's beyond current scientific understanding. Perfect. Perfect. So that was fate. We've talked about free will. So now let's dip our toe into destiny. <laughs> and it might be a dive for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people think that this idea of destiny is is quite mysterious and um, and unreachable, really, for a lot of us. But And I used to feel that way, too. But as I've sort of um, danced with my understandings of all these things, what I have discovered is that uh, without any exception, every human being has the, a blueprint in them uh, for a for a design that is more ele- that is designed for us to thrive. Let me put it that way, and and more likely than not, more elevated than our current experiences. And you know, some people can call it the divine design. Um, you know, I just call it a blueprint. I do I do use those terms, divine design, too. And what I've also sort of gotten over the years is that one of the meanings of heal, H-E-A-L, is actually the uncovering of our design, divine design. So the in, the acronym for heal, the H is for health. So we're designed to be healthy and live in a in a you know a flow of wellness. And the E is an acronym for empowerment or ease. We're not designed to live in tension. And we're not de- designed to live in disempowered states. We're designed to be empowered. And the A uh, in heal is for abundance. So we're we're designed to have the, you know, the the prosperous bounty of life, right? And then the L is the is the um, is for love. And so heal is actually uncovering when we when we unfold ourselves in that direction. Is it uncovers our divine design? And that I think is is fair to say is the destiny. Now it doesn't mean my divine design is going to look like yours, but it does mean that every human being has is coded for their divine design. So that is each of our destinies, right? Um, and then from where we are today to the ultimate of our um, full full expression of our divine design, we have all these choices we get to make between point A and point B. So I think that's probably the the simplest way to say that. Mm -hmm. And what I'll tag on to that is my more specific version of uh, what our divine design is. So you've got you've got heal as kind of a template for that blueprint, and what I see it as divine design as is achieving our soul growth mission, meaning the larger kinds of, of soul growth themes that are that take a lifetime to fully master, if we even master that soul growth mission in, in a given lifetime, and to embody our impact mission, our, our ways that we chose to... Uh, have positive influence in the world. Right. And, you know, it's, I have this vision. I don't know if this is how it really goes, but it seems like it could be close is that we have the, like we check off all these boxes, not all of the boxes, but certain boxes on a soul level and say, these are the things I'd really love to put my attention, consciousness, and awareness uh, on when I'm in this lifetime. 
of course, sometimes we don't realize and didn't read the fine print and all that. I mean, I've been known to say that, man, I wish I would have read the fine print on that one. But but we do that. And then we we get to come down and, you know, drop in down, whatever that means, you know, drop into a physical body and have and have this um, this maze and the smorgasbord to choose from a i.e. free will in order to evolve ourselves into those soul missions or those divine designs and have impact. And my way of thinking about it, when we're actually uh, expressing ourselves at that, at that level of our soul and divine design, it, we can't not, we can't help but have impact. Mm -hmm. Well said. So this leads us into the question of whether free will exists. And what we want to acknowledge is that there is research that appears to support a belief that free will doesn't exist. Uh, the reason that the two of us, Lori and I, can't lean all the way into that is that we came into this existence in order to co-create. And that process of co-creation is inevitably a two-party dance that involves choice-making. And choice-making is a dimension of the exercise of free will. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And and we've already said we're choosing all the time, right? So the real question is, what does free will include or not include? And I'm not sure we're going to have answers to that in our conversation tonight, but it's it's an inquiry I think is interesting for us all to be in, right? So I, I just know, as I've already said, that when I am more aligned and connected, it seems like my choices are more serving than not. And, you know, we're talking about the mass of people or the swath of people that are generally constructive and good hearted. We're not talking about the evil doers here, which, you know, use their free will for, you know, terrible choices and terrible, you know, outcomes for people themselves included. But we're really talking about, you know, how can we hone and fine tune and, you know, calibrate ourselves to life force, the life force that is more than us connected to this tapestry of good, of benevolence, right? And and then unfold into that. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'll say about that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do want to parenthetically apologize. There's this periodic beeping sound that I'm hearing uh, as we're recording this. And if that's showing up on the recording, I, I do apologize. I'm not quite sure what the source of it is because I have my sources of that shut down. So I'm not sure. In any event, that's a, that's a side apology in case that's showing up on the recording. Uh, the, the highest use of free will as we see it is the choice to align our conscious intentions with higher presence in order to be an instrument of higher will. And I am not at all convinced that that decision to, to align our conscious uh, consciousness or not align it is um, can, can accurately be classified as something other than free will. 
if that's not free will, I don't know what is. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, I was going to say something there and it just jumped out of my mind. Well, it'll come back. Um, so one of the things I love contemplating and, you know, in the last few years really can't shut up about, which is how we have these trillions of cells and it, it appears that in each one of these cells, there are trillions of atoms and, that, and those atoms are already coded with the health that um, every human being is has a design for and the empowerment and ease that every human being has a design for and a you know and the abundance and love that every human being has a divine design design for divine design for and so it's like we we have that capacity we have that potential it lives in every single one of us there's a blueprint for all of that and you know part of the game if you will of dropping into this physical experience on earth is is finding that treasure you know is uncovering that and mostly i have found it to be a a letting go of that which is not that you know and and it's it's not like we do have it's not like we have to hunt anything down outside of ourselves but it's just sort of peeling back layers that have hidden it and bringing it you know to to our conscious awareness so that we can you know start well there's no start but so that we can enjoy and consciously be aware of that experience and um Yeah. So, you know, you, David said something a minute ago about higher will, <clears throat> excuse me, higher will, as far as I understand it, and this again is from multiple ancient lineages, philosophies, and spiritual paths, is that we live this higher version of ourselves, that we were actually, you know, that that's what earth was originally created for. And that when we originally made the choice to use our free will to do all this in a disconnected state from our higher from our higher self our higher presence that's when things started getting you know distorted is probably a good word and it, it's gone on for so long now that you know we think it's actually normal but it's not it just because it's you know been happening for so long doesn't mean it's actually who we really are so it's important to just remember that. I know we we probably said that a time or two, but um, it, it's there's value in repeating that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll say a, a little bit more about that, which has to do with wake up calls. I view wake up calls. You know those experiences that we have that that nudge us into paying attention to something that we were hoping to not have to pay attention to, and if we ignore those nudges they just simply come back again and again in the future in higher and higher levels of intensity until the intensity level of the wake-up call is finally high enough so that we stop ignoring it and so wake-up calls are designed to free us from our lower will and realign us with our destiny which means destination Think about if you think about free will and destiny, they are not contradictory or oppositional to each other. Destiny is is where we're heading. It's a destination that in in my inner experience, I chose for this life. Uh, and uh, that's a that's 
a destiny that I am not going to be changing. However, I can fall asleep about my destination. I can pay attention to the wake-up calls that are designed to bring me back to attending to and aligning with my destination or not. Um, but, and that's, th those are free will decisions, but the destination is in a sense, in terms of my soul growth mission, my impact mission, those are preordained or essentially chosen at a, at a higher free will level that transcends physical life in my, in my perspective, in my worldview. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And can I just add one more thing there? Yeah. The reason we started this conversation originally, the One Thing podcast, is because for centuries upon centuries, human beings have not used their, our, we haven't used our free will to align with a, with a higher, more um, divine destiny, you know, connection. And so we we would love to be witness to 7.9 or almost 8 billion people and what whatever percentage of those people are willing to do this to, to align with the one thing in order to come up with solutions and creative ideas and be in this co-creative dance, not only with each other in a cooperative way, but with, with the great, greatest good of life. You know that that is that is our purpose for doing this podcast and having these conversations, and mm -hmm. we're we're doing our best sales job to invite you to the party. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into the the core of what we want to touch on with you in this episode, and that's about how to place your free will in service to the one thing and in order to transcend into that state of homo spiritus that we keep talking about, which again is Latin for human spirit, where we're conduits of higher love and wisdom in the physical universe. And so this is in the context of the free will in its relationship to fate and destiny and all of those things. So we'll focus on how to place a higher version of free will and service to the one thing. And we'll start off by sharing a paradox and then we'll go into pitfalls and practice from there. So the paradox is using our conscious free will to surrender lower will to higher will <laughs> so ego to spirit is another way of saying it right so uh we can we can use our ego's version of free will and we can also use our higher self's version of free will and the the kind of the meta level of free will is making uh, making our conscious choices to use our free will to shift away from ego-based free will to higher wisdom, higher love-based, and higher power-based free will. Mm -hmm. And if you've 
if one has never practiced this, then there's no there's no way of having comparison or contrast to how much more effortless and satisfying and fulfilling a higher will is compared to our lower will. Um, our lower will, our ego mind, you know, what whatever words you want to put to that, that, you know, there's always effort and striving and stress and intensity and complication and you know, and pain involved. <laughs> and so that wasn't part of the original design, right? So how how you, great is that, that we get to even consider that there is a broader design than the one we've gotten so familiar with and autopiloted on and programmed by, right? So, and, and it is important to consider that there are pitfalls in this transference of our free will from our lower to our higher mind. Um, because that that lower part of ourselves does not want to give up the reins quite that easy. So um, and and it may be that the way our lower mind wants to define fate and destiny and free will is is at odds with the ways that we've been talking about so far, and the way our higher mind knows it to be, our heart knows that knows it to be too. The way we've been talking about. Um, and so there, there may be a tug of war for a period of time, but I, I would just encourage you to, um, since you know that is more probable than not, you, you can work that out in a journal, you can go to a healer, but I would just encourage you to keep um, leaning in and asking for help from your higher presence to lean in to, you know, your, your true nature, your, your divine design, you know, what's what's who you really are at, at levels that are way beyond what your mind could ever tell you about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well said. And here's, here's the beauty of what we are wanting to offer to you in this episode is that the practice of using free will in alignment with the one thing is a really simple practice. Now, Remembering to use the practice is a whole other thing, <laughs> but the actual mechanics are incredibly simple. Um, and that is that anything that brings us back to connection with the one thing is what we first use our free will to do. We use our, our choice-making capacity to restore our conscious connection with the one thing by recognizing when we have temporarily fallen out of connection with the one thing where we've moved back into a lower free will or ego state. So just recognizing any experience, any situation, any internal state that, that uh, alerts us to having disconnected from higher consciousness, from the one thing. And then from there, from that higher connection state, simply practice receiving and following guidance, choosing to follow the guidance that's received, choosing to receive that higher love and wisdom and power as it is trying to communicate itself to us, not as our ego wants to superimpose its meaning on top of what higher love and wisdom and power are trying to con convey to us. Yeah, good. 
Beautiful. And, you know, I, I think it's fair to say if, if this is new to you, then in the very beginning, it is, um, it's not always easy to discern or know which one is which. So one of the things that, um, you know, we do recommend is that you discover for yourself the difference between what it feels like when your ego is, you know, yanking the reins for control or taking all the space on the stage of your consciousness, you know, and, and so that feeling versus, and there's usually tension and stress involved in that uh, and an unease, right? And then there, the other, and the difference between that and, um, and the, the, the feeling of being connected and like David said, receiving and being willing to yield to this part of yourself that is already you, it's already a, you know, a, a through line from the, the sacred heart of your higher self to the heart, your own heart, right? To that portal inside your own heart, which is the flame of love, wisdom, and power. So you don't have to worry about, well, maybe I don't have it. Maybe I'm not good enough to have it. Maybe I'm unworthy of having it. None of that is true. Those would just be the ways that your mind would try to talk you out of just the continual practice. But um, in the beginning, it is it is a little wonky because it's unusual and it's it you, it's hard to trust it until you have a distinct, uh, different feeling between connected and disconnected. You know, between the feeling of your how your lower mind tries to run you and how your higher wisdom is is flowing to you and guiding you with with a lot more gentleness and and compassion and you know empowerment than our minds tend to do and and the bottom line there is what else are we here to do other than that yeah that is the one thing it's the one thing it's the prime (laughs) directive everything will come from that including better families well ourselves of course families communities were and you know countries and world yes Yes, for sure. Are you ready to move into takeaways? Well, you were gonna uh, you were gonna say about the notion that no free will exists. Oh, did you already share your takeaway? I did. Oh, I thought you were embellishing on what I said before. So you got your takeaway, yeah. and <laughs> and mine is the. Uh, the notion that no free will exists is delusional. And what I mean by that is it's delusional within how we have framed free will in this episode. If you frame or define free will differently from how we have framed it in this episode, then uh, your definition of free will may be very accurate uh, for all I know. But in terms of how we have defined and framed free will, will in this episode, the notion that it doesn't exist is, is impossible. It just is impossible. Choice making happens. Yeah. Including the help that we can get from the non-fuse, non-physical, which there's so much of, especially now with, you know, just where human consciousness is. Because we're on a planet of free will, according to this non-physical exquisitely benevolent light support 
um, there will be no intrusion upon our free will, which means we have to ask for all of the support that's available to us. So that's another way of considering. And if you, you know, let us know what you're thinking about this, you know, leave us comments. Um, tell us if you feel like you have another version of what we've been talking about. You know, we want to hear how this lands for you and what else, if anything, you'd like to hear us have a conversation about around this. So, um, yeah. And, you know, as, as always, we're waiting for our, our guidance from the one thing to decide what our next episode should be <laughs> and any, any insights you want to share, please feel free. Um, and we won't know that answer necessarily until, until we start planning our episode, which I think we've told you guys in the beginning that uh, we have on Friday night, we sit down and we have a glass of wine and a little cheese to end our week. And we plan our episode. So <laughs> we, we tend to enjoy doing it that way. So until next time. Um, oh, and also if you want to in, uh, visit us on the podcast.net website, you can leave your comments there. You can do it in Facebook, but um, just, you know, feel free to be um, effusive with whatever it is you have on your mind about this. So until next time, remember to dance with your better health, your better half, <laughs> the one thing, so you can keep living more and more fully as homo spiritus. <laughs>